0: I'm Maya. I go by she, her.
1: Welcome to Spread the Word, a podcast brought to you by BAYS. Our mission is to interview and share perspectives on gender to our community. You're here with Audrey, Sydney, Ahana, Isha, Liz, Serena, and Karen. Today, Maya and I are discussing women in the military and sexism in sports. I also wanted to clarify one thing before you hear the episode. So first, when we talk about gender's role in sports and military, like registering for the draft, we're referring specifically to the biological differences between the male and female sexes, rather than the idea of gender as a social and cultural idea. I realized my wording was not always clear throughout the episode, so I wanted to clarify that, and I'm really sorry if it's a little confusing. That was all, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm really excited for this interview and this episode. Yeah, we too. Me too. <laughs> because I think it's mm-hmm. such an interesting topic, and I just want to hear more about it, so. Number one, what are your basic beliefs on gender equality and gender roles? Do you believe the U.S. or the world has achieved gender equality and why or why not?
0: I, I don't think that they have achieved gender equality, especially specifically in the military. Like when I was growing up, how I really, really wanted to become a Navy SEAL. And that was in like 2013. And it wasn't until like 2016 that they were even opening the doors for like females to be allowed to do that. And like grade school you could tell that like even the young kids were being taught like certain gender roles that they were just like falling into place. I, I don't think um, gender equality has been achieved in the U.S. like at all.
1: No yeah I completely agree with you definitely like even when you're young reinforced in school and stuff and probably mm-hmm. for most people so yeah I think it's very valid. Second, how has your family slash home life influenced your views on gender roles? Um, did your parents enforce typical gender roles or were they more like, you can do whatever you want?
0: I think it was a lot of like, you could do whatever you want, which I'm like really, really grateful for, especially since um, I, so I have two other sisters and when I was born, I was supposed to be a, like the boy. <laughs> that, like, my family wanted, so I don't know if that, like, played a huge part, but that's what they were expecting, that's what, like, what they wanted, I think, and um, my dad, he also worked at, like, uh, he taught a class at, like, some gyms, he ran, like, a couple of small boot camps, and so when I was younger, I kind of grew up in that environment, kind of like that more athletic, wanting type child, or, like, more uh, sports motivated, On top of that, like one thing that really like pushed me, I guess, was like beating the boys when I was growing up. And I would say my parents really, really liked that or like were impressed by that, I guess, or like nurtured that competitive nature and like didn't really care if it was like more stereotypically like boy things. But of course, like my dad, he would like sometimes call me out on things that like weren't ladylike. But I think overall they were they were supportive of like whatever I did. I think that's really cool.
1: I also have two sisters, but Mm -hmm. I was the oldest. So my parents were saying, like, oh, we didn't care what gender, like we weren't expecting a specific gender, like they just wanted a kid. We didn't grow up playing with Barbies and stuff. We were always messing around, like running around and a lot more physical, I think. But I thought that's really interesting. That's very cool. Okay, so sexism in sports. In what ways do you see inequalities or gaps between gender and sports, both professional sports and school sports?
0: Okay, so I started soccer when I was three. And during that time, soccer was like co-ed. And then in second grade, I wanted to do club soccer. And so the not enough girls had signed up for the travel team that was like closest to me. So I ended up actually joining the boys team, which was, I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) And um, I remember there was only like two other girls and even then, it wasn't like all the guys were like, oh, yeah, more team players. They are kind of like, what are they doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that was one part in my life, I guess, that like I saw that like um, boys and girls weren't like treated the same in sports. I guess I, I'm really grateful for like the coaches who are there, because even when they would see like the boys kind of like hassling the girls for lack of a better term or word um they would like say something about it i remember like um when i came to fitness testing you know like the annual annual like fitness testing in pe yeah yeah. i was like really really motivated by those like i really really wanted to do like a have a great score Mm -hmm. so I remember I would like try my absolute best again like just to beat like the boys in the class (laughs) and I remember when I did like when I did end up like beating other boys I would always go to like the girls locker room and they'd be like yeah they would be like all excited Mm -hmm. but like then they would like I don't know they would kind of like try to demean that like uh they didn't count when you like touch the ground like when you're doing the push-up and you like it on the ground for a second more like it didn't actually count or you didn't do this And I'm like are you kidding me like, yeah. I don't know things things like that I feel like it was never like adults telling me like mm-hmm. you as a girl can't do this which I am like really really grateful for but it was only mainly just my peers and mainly guys yeah. <laughs> in sports who are like giving me trouble, I guess, or, like, pushback.
1: Mm -hmm. I think, well, I think it's really cool that your coaches, like, spoke up when you said the boys were hassling the girls and stuff. I think for me growing up, because you said it was more of your peers kind of putting those, that pressure on you, I think Mm -hmm. for me it was kind of more adults. I grew, I'm Korean, like, Korean entertainment and, like, shows, it's very stereotypical gender roles. And so that was kind of ingrained in me. And then number 2 with the the testing like how the girls were picking apart every little thing and like saying, "Oh, that's not. That doesn't count." or whatever.
0: Oh, no, no, no. That was the guys. Like the oh, girls were like so excited and then oh. it was like the guys who were like, "Oh, no, you didn't count. It's only cuz you're a girl that they're like letting it slide," you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense cuz I was going to say, I don't know, like girls kind of picking on other girls is not cool but uh (laughs) I definitely think that girls are put under way much more scrutiny and much more every little thing has to be perfect otherwise they're gonna count it against you whereas with guys you don't face as much pressure I think especially in sports and then also politics like stuff that isn't usually the woman's field or whatever yeah there is also like this one Californian senator senator Hannah Beth Jackson but she apparently, when she was really young, she was like the best baseball player ever within her town mm-hmm. or whatever, like even with the boys. But she couldn't join the Little League because she was a girl and they weren't allowed to. But I just think if she had played, would she be like,
0: a world star athlete or something? Yeah. Oh. oh, Just little things like that are like so frustrating. I know. She had so much
1: potential. I mean, she's still a very cool person because she's like a senator but like yeah so that kind of goes into my second question which is do you think sports teams should be co-ed or separated by males or females
0: okay this might be like a hot take or (laughs) maybe not I don't know but I think physically males people who are born male have a different build than like People who are born female. And so I think it it should be separated in that I, I aspect. And just because of that aspect, no, like no other factors like super play a role in like why I said that. But just just purely off of that like one fact. I do, I do think so, but that shouldn't play a role in like how much they're paid or like what time of like airtime they get. Or like that shouldn't affect like any other aspects of like how they're treated. In more like physical body contact sports, that's where I think it should be. And I don't know, I might, I might be wrong on this, but that's that's my opinion as of right now, and it might change. <laughs> but yes, like less contact sports, like you're saying tennis, I think should be co-ed. Or I don't know, again, like, (laughs) I'm not super well informed on like all the sports, but.
1: Okay, so then now growing up wanting to be in the military, why did you want to be in the military slash what experiences do you have, like training with the Navy SEALs? And um, if it's not too personal, why don't you want to be in the military anymore?
0: Okay, I I love this question. <laughs> there's there's a lot of un- lot to unpack here. This this is kind of going like super super far back. I'm talking like 2012 2013. Okay. So my dad always had like an audiobook in the car too. Okay, so I just so happened to uh, be listening to a biography by uh, or about Adam Brown, who was a Navy Seal, and just listening to like. All of like uh the physical obstacles he were he was able to overcome. I just thought that was like fascinating. And the story really framed Navy like the most badass people on the planet. And I was like, oh my god, I wanna I wanna do this purely for the challenge. I don't think, to be completely honest, I don't think I was like that patriotic when I was like in third grade grade but I just thought like wow this is a challenge and I love physical challenges so I I want to pursue this at the same time I was uh, training for a couple of triathlons and it was just me and my dad training like it wasn't on a team or anything but the hardest portion of the triathlon for me was the swimming part and so my dad was like okay well we need to get you on like a uh, a team we need to get you on a swim team so then you could be like more competitive in the triathlons so i ended up switching over from soccer to swim and this is this is the insane part okay are you ready for this i went to the place where they were just holding some practices and this was for the tiger sharks club team and The coach, Coach Conrad, he was just uh, getting a gauge of like where I was at swim-wise. And so he had me do like a couple of laps and say, okay, yeah, she's really good at X, Y, Z and we'll work on this on the team. And yeah, she'll definitely be able to join the team. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, he goes, yeah, well, she's trained to become a Navy SEAL. And I, I was like blushing so hard because I was embarrassed. I didn't want anyone else to know. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Why would you ever tell him? He doesn't need to know that. And this is where like, this is the unbelievable part because he goes, what a coincidence. I train Navy SEAL cadets at Great Lakes Naval Base in Illinois. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. Wait, that's yeah. I know, like that, that was such, such an insane coincidence where our lives just cross paths. And he was, he said, okay, so at the time it was 2013. And he said, okay, well, females won't be allowed to even like be considered until uh, 2016, July of 2016. And he said, uh, but until then, I guess we'll just have to keep training. So he was really in support of it. So I am so incredibly grateful that like that person was in my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, going going forward, like I, I was like training hardcore, like really, really training hardcore. So three years being on the team, 2016 rolls around and Coach Conrad, um, I think his wife, Um, got a job in another place or something caused him to like move so he was gonna move and he goes okay well before I leave I called up my boss and I pulled a lot of strings and They're allowing you to train for one day with the Navy SEAL cadets, who I think were like four to six weeks into training. And I was like, oh, my God, I like lost it. I was extremely excited. It was it was insane because I was thinking in my mind, like, I'm going to be with people who have like immeasurable mental strength on top of physical strength and just like being with just, (laughs) just like the other energy was like so, so exciting. Like I was so, so like jittery. And so the day finally came. And so I was at Great Lakes Naval Base. Keep in mind, this is June, 2016. So I was 12 years old. I, (laughs) um, it wasn't until July, 2016, that females were even going to be allowed to step on that training base that they were like working at or like become Navy SEAL cadets like even the cadets they weren't even allowed until like July 2016 so I was like oh my god like I'm a female here I'm the only female here I'm the only 12 year old (laughs) I I was like bouncing off the walls I was like this is insane like this is a dream this isn't real and so like I was sized for a weight vest and for a sandbag, and I went through the whole, the whole like training session with them, and it was so, such an incredible time. And I remember at the beginning of the whole training day, one of the uh, constructors talked to my coach and he said, oh, does does she have sensitive ears?" And he was like, "No, no, no, no. And I remember. At one point, we were all holding our sandbags over our heads. And I remember the guy, like, right next to me had dropped it. And uh, I kind of, like, I side-eyed, you know? (laughs) And he, he was, like, destroyed in two seconds. Like, I remember he was just being, like, sworn at left and right. Like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe you did this. And I remember in my head, like, watching videos of this happening and just being like more excited that it was happening (laughs) I don't know know if that sounds like crazy then at the very end of the day we ended with like a six mile like ruck pack march and right as all the guys were leaving I remember this one guy who turned around and whispered he's like you're awesome and I was like yeah I just was like oh my god this this isn't real that was a great experience that I'm so grateful for and I remember when I was leaving my dad was like you know if you ever tell anybody about this they're not gonna (laughs) believe you going to the second part of the question why I don't want to be in the military anymore Uh, I don't think it was like one specific thing that was like oh no like this this definitely isn't for me but I remember starting in like seventh grade I kind of drifted away training my body and more towards like this is gonna sound corny but like training my mind (laughs) where like oh (laughs) and I wanted to start focusing more on like my academic standing as opposed to like where I was physically. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of like, I I drifted away from like wanting to be in the military, which is crazy because at that time, like there was nothing that was going to change my mind. I was like dead set on where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do career-wise. But now I kind of want to be, um, no, I want to (laughs) be some type of engineer, like um, either like a biomedical engineer or something along those lines. And as of right now, I think I'm gonna stick to that. But then again, like, I don't know, something <laughs> might change my mind. Wow, training with the Navy SEALs before like women were even allowed to join. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if you ever heard of the movie G.I. Jane have you heard of it before no okay so that was that was another um motivator it was a movie about you'll never believe this and (laughs) it was uh, about this woman who was a triathlete and um who ended up being like the first woman to uh train like it was a movie so it wasn't like real life but she Mm -hmm. was like uh the first woman to uh become a navy seal and just seeing that that was like another major reason why I like wanted to do that just like seeing how again like badass <laughs> she looked I was like I don't want to be that I need to be that you had to run however many miles and then
1: go through like this thing wearing a gas mask
0: yeah, um, yeah.
1: It, that's crazy I could not do that so my like respect for military, the military, and then veterans too, that's like, wow, it's crazy. Truly, truly, <laughs> yeah. Okay, my next question. Should everyone be drafted for the military regardless of their gender?
0: I think if someone, if someone really, really wants to serve their country, in this way, in this particular way, and they are willing to like die for their country and go through all of this, then why, why wouldn't you allow them to do that? If they, if they really want, want this, then I don't see what's like stopping them. Mm -hmm. But this, this is such, such like a controversial topic. I remember same day, same day, when I was on uh, Great Lakes Naval Base, my mom uh, asked another staff member, for lack of a better word, I don't remember what his like, official title was, but she asked him his thoughts on uh, women in the military. And his response was like, there should absolutely be no women in the military, because if it came down to like a woman, a woman, my my mistake, if a woman was injured, and you like had to like leave her, it's much harder for like a man to leave um, an injured woman than it would be an injured man. And I didn't know what to like think about that. Obviously, like I disagree. But I don't know if I should term that or deem that as like a man's problem. <laughs> like, which which doesn't that seems that seems problematic, but I I didn't know where to place that in my mind. I didn't think that seemed pretty logical, although like I kind of understood where it was coming from, if that makes sense. But I thought like if that's the only thing. Holding them back, then, come on! Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not sure where to place that comment because I've heard that argument like used again and again. Mm-hmm. But if you just mm, this is why I didn't I don't want to be in the military. I I would never want to have to like make that decision of like me like leaving one of my teammates mm-hmm. behind and just oh I, I I don't think I can make that decision
1: yeah yeah I've I was gonna say like I think women should definitely be allowed to join the military especially if they want to as far as the draft I think right now it's all male like between the ages of 18 and something else but okay for me logically if you think about it everyone regardless of gender should be drafted that's my personal thought but obviously like I could be wrong. I could be missing information, you know? And then as, yeah. And then, as far as like leaving a woman versus a man, if you're, you know, in a difficult situation or an emergency situation, yeah, I don't know what to think about that either. I don't know if it's related to chivalry and like men having to protect women or something. But I think in my mind, if I were to be in that place where like someone had to leave me in the military, I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, no, but she's a woman. Like, I can't leave her. If I was a man, like, you wouldn't think like that. So just treat me the same. Exactly. Yeah. That's just my personal belief. Okay. This is my last question. How have you seen toxic masculinity affect people you know, especially in regards to the military? And how do you think that contributes to, like, warrior culture?
0: Okay. So... I okay I could really only speak like for myself growing up again in like fourth through sixth grade dead set on being a Navy SEAL um I remember guys who were like they I can't remember like specific comments they made but I definitely remember getting like pushback of them being like you know, you can't be there because you're not going to be capable of being there. Or like, I don't think you're going to be strong enough or whatever. But on top of that, they don't want you there. Obviously, they don't, It's the spot's not open. They're allowing people to be there in like 2016. But again, like, the reason why it's not, it's not been available to females until then is because they don't want you there. And I remember being like, so, so upset by that, that, that kind of toxic masculinity of like, you're a female, not capable. They don't want you there. You're not going to be there. So pick something else to do when you grow older. It was like heartbreaking. It was so, so sad. And (laughs) other, other than that, i remember like being affected this is not really military specific but more like athletic female specific going back to like fitness testing or like whenever i did like excelled i guess for this sounds like i don't mean to be like narcissistic but like, yeah. um when i did perform well in like gym i remember some guys would try to put me down like if they couldn't beat me in like whatever aspect we were working on in gym they would try to like put me down in another way where they would be like "Now this is like horrible but they would try to call me like a lesbian as like a derogatory term if I like did something and that was oh my god I cannot tell you like how heartbreaking that was to hear that used as like almost like a slur towards me yeah that was pretty heartbreaking or I remember like being again athletic, I had a pretty athletic build.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember some guys would be like, and this, I have only, only ever heard this comment from a guy, where in sixth grade I would be called like steroids. And that on top that was like, are you kidding Like in fifth grade, there's a point in my life where I was working out like five hours a day. Okay. Five hours a day, five days a week. Just because like I was working out with my dad because he was like doing like a boot camp and then I had like whatever sport was going on at that time, like basketball and like middle school. And then after basketball practice, I'd go straight to swim practice. Mm-hmm. And like, so I think I earned my body like yeah. the I loved. And again, it was only used to be like the only way that you as like a girl could do this is if you cheat. Like, that's the only way. And that was so condescending. Like, I could not take like, I, oh, my God, I sorry, I'm like, I'm not articulating this the way I want to. But just things like that, like where the only way you could win or beat a boy is by like cheating or like if I would say my accomplishments to like other people like oh my god like I did x amount of push-ups in this time they would be like oh well were they girl push-ups or like did you count them all correctly or things like that like I guess those are other types of like toxic masculinity encounters I've experienced I mean people find so many ways to like make women feel inferior and like put them down
1: it's crazy. Like it's so creative sometimes what they say.
0: There have been so many (laughs) of those experiences. I remember my dad going to like some gym, like some class or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll join you. This guy kept referring to me as like hun. And I was like, I was over it at that point. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he was like the instructor. He was like, walking me through like mansplaining all of these exercises that I've already done. Like I've, uh, like, if you see me, I think from my personal perspective, I thought I looked fit, but he was trying to explain all of these exercises that I've already done. And then on top of that, he gave me like a two pound med ball to like do it with. And I was like, I was like, I am oh my god, I am done with this. I feel like this guy's so patronizing. And if I was a guy, this wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was a sixth grader. So maybe that like played around <laughs> and, like, how he treated me. But I don't know, just, I feel like it would have been slightly different if it was like a guy. But I don't know, I think I think I might be overthinking about overthinking that. I remember reading this article, and like this,
1: guy was talking to this woman he was being really condescending towards her and he's like you should read this book it's blah 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 it's about this but it was her book like she's the one who wrote that book (laughs) 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 so she's like well that's my book
0: (laughs) yeah this was cool thank you for being interviewed no problem it was a lot of fun thank you for having me
1: Okay, so that concludes the sixth episode of Spread the Word. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed having this conversation. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast, there's a Google form on our Instagram, which is at Bayas underscore IMSA, or you can contact any of the Bayas members. We also have a YouTube channel where we post caption videos of the podcast that you can watch. Don't forget to spread the word. And finally, thank you for listening.